Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two. Thank you for listening to the Successful Life Podcast. We have no dues or fees, so please refer to this podcast to a friend. Make sure you rate, review, and hit the subscribe button. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I'm here with Kara McCarran. She, it's funny, the name of her company is She's the Owner. And I was about to say she's the owner of, she's the owner. (laughs) So, but this is so interesting how I met Kara and I did not even realize this until we got on the phone. But my first, you know, I will have to say it was by far a life-changing event for me. In fact, it has propelled my journey um, the day that I met her, uh, which was in November of 2018 when I attended my first Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins. And if, you know, if you're listening and you don't know anything about Unleash the Power Within and you are ready for, uh, you know, uh, maybe something better in your life, or you feel like you're in a spot where you just need something different. Let me just tell you, this was, it was a life-changing experience for me. And I wouldn't trade my experience at that, those four days for anything in this world because it affected me that much. Kara, how about you? hundred percent. My, uh, my first live event was, well, thank you for the welcome, first of all, but my, uh, my first live Tony event was in Vegas, actually at business mastery in 2017. And I had done, um, one of his programs like 10 years ago, really half-assed. I didn't really put, I was about the discs and I, I'd read about him 20 years back and it, it kind of just drops nuggets over time. But until you go to a live event, you really have no idea. And a lot of people will say to me, um, yeah, I read them and I watch his YouTube videos and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, that has, it's great. There's impact, but it's nothing like going to a live event and business mastery was, I could hide. And I say this with love, but I could hide behind my business there. And then it wasn't until I went to UPW and my first one was Chicago 2018 I had my ass handed to me. I, I basically had a grown up tantrum. There was one point where I walked out of the room and I was like, fuck this. Tony doesn't know shit. I don't need this shit. I'm totally good. 
I don't know what he's talking about and my needs and all that. And I just, and that's so out of character because I love him so much. And I was like, but it hit a nerve and I wasn't ready for it at all. And so um, I stuck it out. I had to, I had, I had people that I brought with me, so I couldn't ditch. It was in Chicago and we drove there and I couldn't just take off. I had to stay because there were people depending on me to drive them home. And I'm glad I did. And it changed everything and every event I do. So I've done, uh, I just finished the fifth one in, uh, where was it? Miami last month. And I've crewed two of them and I've attended three of them. And yeah, I mean, like, what else can you say? It's three of my four kids have gone. So the fourth one is about to go in 2020. And um, it is life changing. It, and it, it, it you, you know, you have to let it, you have to let it happen. That's part of the, the thing is releasing the control. That's why it was so hard for me because I definitely did not enjoy releasing control. But yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, he um, has a way of helping you see through your shit. And, and that's one thing. And then the second thing I, I wanted to say was we also, um, we also crewed together in L.A., and and I want to tell you this quick story because you will appreciate it. Um, we got done early the first day before Tony came out. Mm-hmm. And so I walked, if you remember the uh, stadium and you'll have to forgive yeah. me sometimes. I, I'll be honest. I, I, I cried my eyes out when this happened. Um, so I was standing by the curtain. If the stage was here, I was standing by the curtain on if the, if he was, facing out I was on the right side standing by the curtain right really right by the stage and not not by the stage but as close to the stage as I could possibly get without being you know told to not go there um and this guy came over and he said hey I need you to turn your shirt inside out which you know what that means and so for the listeners what that means is is they knew they need to fill seats in a particular section. Well, that particular section happened to be the one where Tony personally invites the people in it. And these people are like, let's give you an example. You know, his son, Jarek, I got to meet him. Alex Rodriguez was behind me. Uh, Jesse from, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Saved by the bell was up in the very, like three or four rows up the, and I, and you'll kill me for saying, I don't know this guy's name. I don't watch the, the werewolf shit or twilight yeah Yeah. um so he was right in front of me so i got to hang out with him a little bit but but they chose me and sat me down and i was five feet from tony before he came out i I saw him come out and i sat there and it was just the emotion that happened was just unreal it was unreal and i'll never forget it that's beautiful <sighs> anyway sorry about that never apologize for feeling ever I, ever I, ever you know i had written in my book that that I would, you know, get to meet him. I didn't get to meet him, but shit, I was really close. Anyway, and so it was such a surreal moment that, you know, I prime every day 
And that's one of the moments I often think about. Anyway, okay, so enough about me and my, you know, emotional roller coaster. Um, let's talk about She's the Owner. I want to hear all about it. So I have two companies. One is called The Content Company, and that company is about five or six years old now. And I started that with a partner. Um, he, he's my husband or was my husband at the time. And I would go to these trade shows and I, you know, I would sometimes take writers with me or a writer. And at one time I took one of my male writers with me, a guy who's one of my best friends, Paul. And people would come up constantly to the booth and I would hear him talking and he would say, I don't know, ask Kara, she's the owner. Because they've made this assumption that he was the owner of the company because he was a guy. And it was mostly men that would make that assumption. It's just how it is. So that kind of stuck in my head all these years. And so recently, about a year ago, I was working with uh, one of my coaches and we were talking about, I said, you know, I really find it interesting because a lot of um, business owners, it's a very lonely place being an entrepreneur. And we don't talk about it even slightly enough. We, we act like we're all put together and shit's fine and I'm okay and all this. It's, it's total bullshit. We're driven and it's in our DNA to do this. And I get that and I wouldn't be doing anything different, but it's lonely. There's a lot of shit that happens that we're not talking about. So we were just talking through this whole concept of entrepreneurship. And I, and I said, I just really want to open these conversations and talk about this, that, and the other. And he, I said something about the story about being at this trade show and he goes, oh my God, that's what you should call it. She's the owner. And I was like, okay. And so it, it's taken about a year to really form into what it's formed. And now what it is, it's really focused on two things. One is as women for, and this, I'm speaking to women because that's, I am a woman and I understand and I can relate to it. Over time, I've come to realize that I'm far too far in my masculine energy. You're saying it again? I'm, I'm far too far into my masculine energy. Okay. So just to give your listeners a, a kind of brief thing on it, there's feminine, there's masculine energy. We all have both. Some are more one way, some are more the other. But we have this societal idea that men should be masculine and women should be feminine. And that's total bullshit. So when you're a female in business, you have to be, you have to show up in your masculine energy. Masculine energy is about getting goals, setting done. Um, you know, closing contracts, doing sales, you're the hunter. You have, I have to show up that way if I want to have a successful company. But I don't have to show up that way all the time. And so the problem started to become, I was going far too far this way and not bouncing back enough into my feminine. And I started talking with, you know, my daughter. And I have, like I said, I've got, I've got four daughters. Um, three of them have gone to UPW. But I, I started talking to the older ones about this and just started picking it apart, like, because I, I was getting to be really barky at my kids, like very drill sergeant, like they were a business transaction. You know, other people aren't attracted to that. There's, they would say, oh, you're being aggressive or you're being like this. And I was like, okay, there's something here. I need to figure this out. And as time went on, I figured out, you know, there's seven pillars that really speak to me about, about being in your feminine energy, thoughtfulness, nurturing, vulnerability, patience, sensuality, empathy. Like those are and vulnerability and intuition like those are those are really the core of feminine energy to me and so I started to develop this second business and the business was really to say to women 
I see you. I see you showing up too masculine. And you can tell me you have to be powerful and all that shit, but there's a time to turn it off and go back into your feminine. Because that's where I feel where shit magic really happens, right? Like if I'm in my feminine energy, I can influence way more than if I'm in my masculine. And isn't that kind of what it's all about, right? We want to influence whatever your impact on the world's going to be, there needs to be influence. So instead of thinking, I can't be the only one who feels this way. So um, I started talking to other women and sure enough, they're like, holy shit, yeah. And some women are fighting it. Like they want to stay hard in their masculine. Some women are like, okay, okay. So that's sort of where the second company started from. So Kara, let me ask you, okay. So you said, let's just circle back for a moment. You said that, uh, you said sometimes we have to show up in our masculine energy and sometimes we have to show up in our feminine energy. And I believe you said, uh, you know, it depends on when shit, I believe you, I believe it was, but the, I think what I heard was you have to know when you're talking, let's just say you're talking to a group of women. How do you show up? Because I would think that you've got to show up somewhat powerful mm-hmm. because you want to influence, but you've mm-hmm. also got to have that feminine energy also to get the message across. Am I understanding that right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the, the part that's important, so I went to an event recently, um, it was a visa empowerment event. They're really trying hard to sort of help women in Canada anyway. Like there's like, of the small businesses in Canada, 16, one six is it for women running companies here. That's 16? it. 16? One six, yeah. The rest are guys. Wow. Yeah. So when I went to the event, I was talking to a woman and I, and I, I started to slip into alpha mode and she was already firmly in alpha mode and I stopped and I said so let's just I just want to invite you to hear something she didn't know anything about what I was going to talk about and I said you're showing up right now really in your masculine which I think is really cool but in a case like this I'm trying to meet you as feminine energy so we can talk on that level and she a light bulb went off she's like holy shit and so it was just a matter of like making us both aware of it. And so once we both took our hunter hats off and went into the gatherer, which is the feminine, our conversation was really different. It was really beautiful. There was a lot, I hugged her at the end of it. So I think there's, there's people have this sort of idea that if you're feminine, you can't be in charge. You sure, you absolutely can. Um, and it's just a matter of leading with your heart and not your head. And that's like one of the things. So part of she's the owner is merchandise. So we sell t-shirts, tank tops, um, mugs, uh, agendas, and water bottles. So just cute things that women can have on their desk with them where they can just re- be reminded of, let me be in my feminine. And one of the things is um, we've just created called a, a love soldier tank top. So on the front, it just says love soldier. And on the back, it says, I lead with my heart, not my head. And it's just a quick way to, because, and I tell people like, I do, I do tend to coach a lot. I'm not a coach and I have zero desire to ever be a coach, but just because of the environment we're in people want us to help them all the time right sure and so the really fast way that I get people to understand how to go from masculine to feminine I just say take the elevator from your head down here to your heart and your heart will always always know the answer a hundred percent um and to the just a little sidebar when I was crewing in at your first UPW in Newark I 
there's a process that we do called the Dickens process. I don't know if you want to touch on that, but I was making a decision whether I was going to participate or support you guys. Ooh, you and I are going to have a good conversation. Go ahead. <laughs> so I went up to Chuck, who you know, who's like Chuck Hogan is like the most incredible human, one of the best people I've ever known. Crazy. And I went up to him and I said, Chuck, I'm struggling because it was like go time. You know, it was almost four o'clock. You guys were just supposed to start. I'd already done mine in Chicago. And I said, Chuck, I don't know if I want to support or if I want to participate. And he grabbed my hand, he puts it on my heart and he goes, that note. And he walked away. I was like, fuck. And he was right. And I wanted to support you guys. And that's what I ended up doing. But it was like instant. As soon as you become aware of you're up here or you're here, it's a game changer. Like it's a complete game changer. Ego lives in your head. And it's the thing that's saying, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. It's not good enough, blah, blah, blah. But down here, if you just get still and people sometimes go, I don't know what that means. Just get quiet. Stop fucking yapping and sit quietly in it. And your heart will always tell you. Um, and so that's, that's part of circling back is it's when I'm in a room with women, if I know and I'm just assessing, because you can see, and, and they call it ball breakers, all this shit, right? Like, but you can see the women who are like, hell no. They don't even know they're doing it. And um, when you go and you just meet them with this beautiful energy, they have no choice but to come in. And that's, that's how it goes usually. I love that. So interestingly, I had, not with Chuck, but I actually, I guess it was probably with my team leader, uh, which was Jody. Uh, anyway, I went to her the exact same conversation. I said, I said, I just did it in November. I said something. I just feel like maybe I need to do it again. I feel like maybe I would, I don't know. I just, I had this feeling I need to do it again. And so I started it. And what happened was when it was one of the first times that you had to share with somebody. Right. And, and I turned around to this girl and and she and and I I said, "What well, you go ahead and go first. And immediately when she started sharing, I had to shift. And I was like, "Okay, Corey, bad call. You're not supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be helping. Here's your here she is. She is pouring her heart out. You either have to be here for her, or you have to be here for her. That's your right now. That's all that matters. And." Yep. It I helped pull her through that process and it was far more rewarding than it would have been if I would have just went through it again myself. Cause I didn't need right. it. I just thought I needed it. Right. So it was, it was super cool. It was super yeah. cool. That happened to me in um, Miami this, this past one. Like I, it was really strange. I, cause I, I went as a plot guest in, in Miami this time and I've done that twice and it, and it's beautiful for networking um, which there's a mission around she's the owner which I'll tell you in a minute but being in the plot section is really really beneficial for that um, but I was like I was sitting there and we were just about to get started and I committed that I was going to do it again I was going to stay in the room and you know me like I I'm very close with a lot of people in this environment and so I'm sitting there and I have lots of friends that are in the plot and Tony's like okay get up and share and I stand up and there's like nobody around me I was like oh shit this is weird I always have a buddy and so I went to, to one of the crew members and I was like, yo, I need a buddy. I don't know what's going on, but I can't find somebody to share with. And she went and she grabbed somebody and I'm not going to say his name just to protect his privacy, but she grabbed somebody and he came over to me and 
he was out of the CIS section. So you can do what you want with that information. You'll, you'll get what I'm saying about it. Right. And it was like, I didn't even, he started reading his stuff and this was his first UPW. He started reading his stuff and he just, I was, I called bullshit on it. And I was like, all of a sudden, it wasn't even about me doing it now. It was just about this person who I ended up with by some, and now he and I are buddies, like, he's one of the coolest guys I know. But it was like, interesting, because I went in it thinking, I want to share, I want to share. And I didn't get to say one of my limiting beliefs at all. We focused totally on him. And he said it was life changing. And it's like, that's what happens when you turn into service. And that's one of the things like, I try not to get too caught up in what people say about Tony because there's always going to be people who are going to like, oh, it's a cult and drinking the Kool-Aid and all this stuff. And I'm like, until you've experienced it, you really have no, no space. Like I'm not holding space for you to say that to me because when you get there, you recognize every single thing that guy does is to serve. Everything. He's, he's just figured out how to serve on a giant scale. Like that's the brilliance of Tony, I think, is that it's not about... Like my brother even said, we'll go this years and he's like, oh, I just trying to get the fucking money and that. And I go, dude, that guy's rich a thousand times over. He never has to work a game of like, it's not about the money. If this, this shit was free, nobody would pay attention. Nobody That's would right. do the work. I, there's power of success, which I don't know if you guys, you do have that out there. And it's a kind of a traveling little mini version of four hour UPW at the end of the day. It's a hundred bucks. Most people can figure that out. I can tell you the quality of people in that room compared to the quality of people at a UPW is not even, not even the same universe because it's a hundred it. bucks. They're like, and a lot of them are there for free. And I'm like, so when you pay that money to come to UPW and you actually commit to the process, you witness this person who, yes, he's smart. Yeah. He's a good business guy now. Wasn't always, but he's about service. And, and in that moment of my Dickens process, I've, I switched, I switched gears. Just like you're saying, and I was about me, and then I was like, what the fuck? And then I became about this person, and it was all in service, and like, look how beautiful it turned out. And I think that's that's the giant lesson of Tony Robbins, I think, is it's about service. That's it. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, if you think about, you know, Tony's worth a half a, you know, half a billion dollars, which, you know, that, yes, that's a lot of money to you and I. However, that motherfucker has donated... Oh, I mean, I can't even put a number on the amount of money, but it far exceeds his net worth. I can assure you that. Assure you. Without a shadow of a doubt. That's why he's got the money he's got. Right. Because he, right. because the, the, the idea of giving, you know, I don't mean just throwing your money in the street, but like, giving it to a good cause or doing something nice for somebody, paying for their fucking coffee, you know, paying for their breakfast if they're in, you know, the drive through behind, whatever it is, yep. that's what is, that's what this world needs. But, and, it's, and it's how it's like, what I've learned over the last even six months is I've come to realize, so part of She's the Owner, this is the big thing that I, that I really want to talk about. Yes, go. So I, once I started to see the impact that going to UPW's had on me, I started to say, okay, I need to share this with other people. So I started taking people and I would either pay for their ticket, pay for hotel and flight, or just the ticket or some combination of something. And so I think to date, the last year and a half, I've taken um, probably 15 people 
And I paid for it through my first company, which is the content company. This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. So, Folks, by the way, if you're listening, that shit's not cheap, just so you know. <laughs> but it's, and it isn't. And, and the impact, though. So the first people I took were my three daughters. And um, Olivia, who's going to be 19 soon, she, her first UPW was um, in New York with, or sorry, was, I guess it was in, yeah, it was in New York with you. And so when I saw the impact in my kids, so my daughters are 32-year-old stepdaughter, 23, almost 18 and 10. When I saw the, the three of them, sorry, three of them, I was like, not so much Olivia, because she's still young and, you know, her brain is still forming. So she got something out of it. But the impact it had on the older two, I was like, this is my mission. Like, this is, I'm the mom doing this right now. And then I realized, holy shit, there's something here. And so I started taking more people. And then I started taking, I basically taken my close friend circle. And then this past one, I, I, in Dallas, actually, I made a decision. I said, I'm on my way to Dallas. I'm like, I'm going to take 100 people, 100 women in the next year or two to UPW. That's my give back. And then I was in Dallas and I, whatever happened, I was like, well, that's not scary enough. So now I'm, it's changed to 1,000. So now the mission is taking 1,000 women in the next two years to UPW in North America. So there's six um, events that are happening. Love it. And so... I, I created these t-shirts and all this stuff and the, the idea is that the money from that business is going to help support sending these women. And then I started getting further into it, further into it. And at this UPW, I met a couple of plus people are starting to talk about the mission. I'm giving t-shirts away when I'm there. A lot of my girlfriends that are plus have my tank tops. And so people are just starting to talk and hear about this, what I'm trying to do. Sorry, what I am doing. If my coach is listening. I'm sorry I didn't say it. I'm not putting two dollars <laughs> in the jar. Um, but so I, I started to talk with one of the plots this past time, and he, his name is Ryan, and he is one of the most incredible human beings ever. And so we got on a Zoom call after because he's like, I want to help you. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but let's just talk it out. And we started talking, and he started mentioning about how he's just started to get involved with. Um, girls and women who have been affected by human trafficking and all of a sudden it was like boom I was like those are the women I'm going to send those are going to be the thousand women because I can send because it's always been about deserving women but I wasn't super clear on how was I going to determine whether you were deserving and could afford it or didn't feel like paying for it or whatever so now the focus is those thousand women and I'm part of a few groups that were were planning some huge stuff in the new year um, around this topic to end end human trafficking. But so the thousand women that are coming are going to be women who've been rescued. And that it all links up, right? Like Tony's mission is is part of the, the um what is it? The underground Under, underground railroad or I believe is what it's called. Operation Underground That's it. Operation Underground. And yeah, so it was Tim Ballard. It, it, none of it was on 
Right. And none of it was on purpose, but just talking to one person to another person to another, all of a sudden it started to just go. And so now the mission is like 10 times more powerful because these women, and this is part of what the t-shirt, the Love Soldier t-shirt is, because it, in at the end of the day, I want to create Love Soldiers. Like that's what I feel will happen if you go to a UPW as a woman, you go back to your village and you're teaching the people in your life how to love because that's truly at our core who we are. Yes. And so if you take a woman who, I mean, the numbers are quite bad, like in terms of um, how long it takes a woman to get through the trauma. So she's rescued and some numbers are, are three to six years before they're feeling like themselves again. That's outrageous. We know you can go to a UPW and in one weekend come out of that a completely different person, even a date with Destiny. And so my small give back is you guys have rescued these women. I'd like to send them to UPW, find their power, find out, you know, let them heal as quickly as possible. And it's not a one hit wonder. We know that there's still a lot of work to be done, but man, could that fast track be of, of, of suffering? And so that's, that's the mission. And so my, my vision, when I do my priming, I sit there and I can see, so each event will have about 160 women at it. And I can see them all wearing their Love Soldier tank tops and hoodies and so proudly sitting there just like embracing everything and, and then going out into the world and creating what that magic looks like, which is what you and I are super familiar with. So. For sure. Kara, so one of the things that, you know, I know to be sure you've thought about this with just, I don't know Ryan, but I would like to know him. He sounds like a great guy. Um, but with, with the connections you've made with the Platts, with their connection with Tony, Tony's connection with Tim Ballard, Tim Ballard is obviously like, like a complete rock star, like a yep. most amazing, you know, dude, I, it's his, he's just incredible. Like he is just incredible. And so, um, in fact, one of my interviews, Sean Whalen went on one of his missions, oh, he did. Just, just like, just like Tony did. Yeah. Wow. So, um, you know, so I know that I could probably, he, he's a pretty big, I don't know. Do you know, Sean? Uh, I've seen, um, I think I've seen him on what you're doing. Like I've seen his name somewhere and I might, right, I might, you know, who knows possibly, but off he's the top a of my head. fairly big influencer. He's a, okay. he's a, he's a, he's a, he is actually pretty well, well known. Nice. Um, and so I know I could probably get him somehow in to this. I'm not sure how, but I'm sure, I mean, I'm just like I'm best friends with him, but I have spent a little bit of time with him. And I think if I presented it at the right time, he would be willing to do whatever he could do. Yeah. And I think the, the best way that this, the, the thousand women are going to go. So one way is obviously through the sale. Like, so a hundred percent of the sale for the, that one tank top, the love soldier tank top goes to this mission. Um, the other stuff on the site will help, but this, the, 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 all the proceeds of that one tank top will be all donated to she's the owner.org, which is a charity. Okay. The other thing is sponsorship. So we're like, I've set my goals and sites pretty high. Um, so in Chicago, for example, um, the, the goal is 166 women there. And is that the Oprah, next event? No, that's the, that's the second next one. San Jose is the first one. Um, when, and I have my sites on a couple. When is it? I'm sorry. 
So San Jose is first, that one's in March, and then Chicago is in July, and uh, the New York one is in November. Okay, gotcha. So I've got my sights on uh, Marie Forleo and Rachel Hollis to help out, and yeah. I love um, Rachel. They both, they both love Tony. They're both graduates of his, a lot of his philosophies. Um, so even though I will do my best to facilitate sending as many women as I can, I need the help of other people to make this happen quicker. And so those are two women that I'm, you know, I'm very close to getting information in front of to help them sponsor women to the event. And then Chicago Oprah, like there's, you know, I know people on the ground level in Chicago that will be able to connect me with 166 women who've been affected by human trafficking easily. And so Oprah's the next goal to get her to support that the Chicago event. And then New York, I'm not sure. There's a few people that I'm looking to, to talk to. But it's when, you know, when you look at it, it's not a ton of money. It's like $85,000 per event to send these women. That's not hard. If we all put our minds together, we can figure that out. It's not, it's not a huge challenge um especially when you consider the accomplishment that will happen by sending these women right so have um, you negotiated this with 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 tony's group ish sort of so far um but the answer is not fully um these those price that price that i'm talking about that amount of money that i'm talking about <clears throat> is really just like a face value what i think we could get the tickets for but it's definitely not a negotiation yet um, I have a really good rep, but yeah, I feel that way too. So I think it, we're close to having that conversation. Um, I, it looks like, it doesn't look like I'm going to date with destiny, which came out of nowhere, which is very exciting. Uh, I'm working my manifestation game, like a rock star right now to make that happen. I bought my flight. So I'm going to Miami. <laughs> right. Um, one way or the other. And, nope. And part of my mission is I'm going to be a, a guest. Um, a, a flat guest for that and part of my intention is to have a conversation with Tony and, like here's the thing I've got people who have said oh do you want me to talk and I said I don't want anything from Tony this is a gift like people are, are I appreciate it that some people want to connect me direct but I don't that's not what this is about I, this is I, I did a video a little while back for him and Sage and I just said you know what like I'm not asking for anything I just want you to understand the impact like I know you guys know the work you do is incredible, but I just want you to have a sense of how incredible and like why I'm obsessed with sending women to this event. Like, so I don't need anything from you. I just want you to know I love you and this is what I'm doing. But it'd be cool to say that to him in person. So hopefully that will, um, that will happen next week. Huh, okay. My wheels are turning because so I'm I'm in the RTA RTA not syndicate but the accelerate. Do you know what that is? No. Okay. So the RTA group is is the the two people that uh, head that up are Ed Milet. I know you know him. Yep. And then Andy Frisella. You may not know him. I know him. I know him. Too. Okay. All right. So Andy and Ed are the two people that started the RTA syndicate. The RTA syndicate is like a plat club so to speak. Okay. Oh, right. Yes, 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 yes. So okay. it's about $65,000 a year to right. be in that group, or you've got the accelerator, which is about like 400 bucks a month. That's where I, I'm in. Yep. But, you know, I am, I have, I've, I have interviewed a shit ton of the syndicate members uh, on the podcast. So I'm making massive connections with these people that, 
have massive influence and right. have direct connection to Ed in particular. And so I've got a, and I also interviewed Ed's social media. Uh, her, yeah. She runs his social media period, which was cool as shit. She was at the event actually. Oh, Anthony. Okay. Yeah. Do you know Anthony? He probably had shorts on. What's his, what does he do? Like he's one of the crew, crew, crew. He crewed Los Angeles and he crewed okay. uh, this last one. I probably recognize him, but beard. Anyway, he's a really good guy. He, he, this girl happened to say, I do Ed Mallette's social media. Well, Anthony and I are friends. He was like, oh, I, I need to hook you up with my buddy because he loves Ed Mallette. Well, he did. And mm-hmm. so I got her on and talked to her for a while. And she could be, so I've got several people that could be outlets to get to him or get to somebody that would help. I, I want to, yeah, like I want to get to, I, I love you, Tony, but I don't care if I talk to you about this. I want to get to the people who are going to give money to buy these tickets. Sure. That's all. And so I think part of that is me doing podcasts and talking about the mission. Absolutely. Um, Cause all, all in, it's going to cost a half a million dollars to send all thousand women around there, you know, and that's, that could be one donor. It could be 20 donors, whatever. But for me, the, 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 the gift that I'm looking for is to have people like you sharing this mission because it's critical. And it's like, when I, when I think about, I have to stay on the solution side of this and not think about the problem because I'm a mother of four daughters Yeah, and I have to stay firmly on the solution side because as soon as I start to tip that way, I'm an empath and I will be, I won't, I won't get it done. Yeah. I won't get anything done. And so that's why I'm so like, hell bent right now on getting the word out as much as possible talking to as many people as I can making sure that they're hearing what what the plan is and how to help fix you know the situation and other people are working on the solution for to make it stop but like there was I read an article this uh, past weekend a 15 year old girl committed suicide she was rescued brought back to her family and she couldn't handle it because she didn't have the support and so 15 years old gone that's it there's no turning, turning that back. So it ha- we have to, it, it can't just be, there's a million, you know, amazing support groups and people, but I really believe that going to UPW will be the fire that these women need. And, and whatever happens, happens after that. But it's, we, we can't, um, like three to six years is crazy to me. So would it be a good idea maybe to find a survivor who made it through this and has been through all of the trafficking and made it out of the other side. How can we locate someone like that? Because that I believe if we could put together, let's just hypothetically a, a group, even if it's a zoom group and we could get that one person that's been through it and could capture the minds of people that are, coming out of it maybe we could get i don't know how tim if if tim would be able well, to really... there's, there's people here like we so this group that i'm part of it's called free the girls and okay. there's like several so part of ryan's initiative is to get all these groups that are satellite groups around and get everybody together because okay. there's a lot of micro groups right and they're doing this they're talking nobody's really talking together and so his mission because he was on the on the trip 
for um, the Platinum Partners, the spiritual trip in India. And one of the other plots showed him a picture of a nine-year-old girl who'd been taken. And he said, he, he said, I knew that it happened, but that picture was it. Like that was it for him. And so now he, just like me, has become obsessed with fixing this. So there's this incredible event that's going to happen in March where there are going to be 22 leaders that can actually stop it. Um, but there's like, I live in Toronto, I'm in the GTA, which is the greater Toronto area. And there's groups here, there's girls here who are taken because they get sold this idea that they're going to go to this beautiful place and be influencers. And they're basically being told they have a job and they get there and then that's it. They never come back. And, um, or they come back and they don't know how to reacclimate with society. So definitely, I mean, part of the strategy is I am going to interview women before they go to UPW and then after UPW and really just build this story around it because um, it, I can't stomach it. Like it, there's no way, I just can't fucking stomach it. Yeah. But in 2020 almost, like we're buying girls, like, like what the fuck? Like I don't. It's unfathomable to me. Like I don't get it. I don't get it. And I because of the kind of men I know, like you guys, men like you, I'm like, what? Like this is not the kind of men I understand. Like so, and that's it. Like and I and I get fired up about it, but the fire has to be in the solution for me because, like I said, I'll totally lose my shit otherwise. But. Yeah, I, I, there's definitely going to be opportunity where we're videotaping. Like, even in Chicago, one of my friends out there, he said, like, even the inner city people, right? Like, the girls there. Like, there's, there's no shortage of women that we can help by sending them to this event. And um, it's going to be documented. There's going to be a ton of content around it. But um, we just got to get money, right? Like, that's at the end of the day, money talks, and we need to be able to send these women to the event. So I'm, I'm so excited. Like, I, it's already done in my mind. The universe just has to catch up with me now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I totally agree. I, 100%. So whatever I can do, if you want to connect me with Ryan, I can do it. Maybe he can give me some insight as a male, what I can do, and I can tell him who I know and how I know them and see what he thinks about how to navigate that conversation. Um, I'll do whatever I can do because this shit is real and it is just heartbreaking. Like it's just so unrealistic until you see it. Right. And it just, I, I still can't really understand why anybody, I don't know. Dude, they're so fucked up. Well, that's, it's the, it's the belief systems they've been raised on that women are, are, something to purchase it's that they're we're not well they're programmed yeah and that's it and that's part of why the conversation has to get to a level of like boys and, and teaching them we're not something you buy right we're not something you buy and it is programming but we know that you can unprogram it too it's 100 figuring this out right and that's that's part of what ryan and all these people and free the girls like that's part of the new initiative is to get you know, if there's 10 groups, let's get them all together and make one giant group and just kick the shit out of this industry, like, fast. And then I can, you know, me and my people can be on the other side of it, ready to catch them when they're coming out and try to help make a life for themselves again. I just remembered something. There's a lady, I don't know if she's still a Platt, but she was a Platt. Uh, and she lives in Raleigh, 
where I live. Okay. And I can't think of her name right now, but I can go through it back through my Facebook and I'll figure it out. Okay. She was a part of like an intricate part of some kind of, I don't undercover shit that they had snipers and all kinds of shit. Like I, I like they watched her house and she almost got shot. And so, but she was heavily into it. I can only assume she's still heavily into it. I don't know for sure, but I can locate her name and reach out to her and find out what her stance is at this point. Yep. Beautiful. It's all about connecting people, you know, it is, it is. Yeah, that's, oh, that's what it's all about. That's fantastic, Kara. Well, listen, I, 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 I guess it's probably about, I don't even know what time it is, but it's about time probably for us to wrap up. Yes. Um, so I want to thank you for one, for coming on. I really, really, really appreciate you taking your time and enlighten me on what you're doing because this is such a powerful thing. And you're right. It is time just has to catch up. It's done. Right. Yep. And so I'm going to do whatever I can do to provide any resource that I possibly can. Um, And I know that I'll have some backing with that. So um, ever how you want to connect me with Ryan, I'll figure out the lady's name. I'll figure out what she's doing now and how she can help. And, And then I'll wait before I reach out to anybody else until I talk to Ryan so he can kind of guide me on the people that I'm talking about doing it with and then how to approach it in the right way. Yep. And I, and so with my stuff, I can send you the sponsorship deck. So if there's anybody that you think would like to sponsor a woman or several women, you share that with them. Like see, it's got all the information, how to contact me. Um, And then we just, you know, it's just a matter of of getting sponsorship and buying tickets and that's it. So for the first event, it's 166 women. so we sold or we purchased six tickets already. So a hundred, about 150, because I think we'll get some deals on that. But you know, there's still there's still a lot of people we need to buy a ticket for. Sure. Um. So and March will come quickly, hopefully, because it's Very. crappy weather right now. <laughs> yeah, I know it is kind of it's kind of dreary here as well. So, um. All right, Kara. Well, thank you so so much. Tell us what your name of your podcast is and where we can find you. Uh, you can find it on iTunes. It's called at she's the owner. Um, and you can on Instagram, we're at she's the owner, uh, com. If you want to find any information, we're having a black Friday sale with the tank top. So any of the, of the tank tops that get purchased are going to help support the mission. Um, and I can share that link with you once I have it. I don't have it just yet, but I will have it shortly. And, um, yeah, any, any questions, always reach out to me. I'm hundred percent here to help. Perfect. Always. What's the name of the tank top specifically so people actually nobody's going to hear this before then so it doesn't matter okay but 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 for me at least i can post that send me the link of the exact tank top and i can post i will yeah it's just called the love love soldier tank top perfect but yeah it's wicked i will definitely send it awesome all right chatting with you i'm glad yeah absolutely thank you so so much and i can't wait to work with you on this i'm super excited Beautiful. That's good. Oh, all right, dear. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. If you have not already subscribed, please do. And look, if you really enjoyed today's episode, email me at successfullifepodcast at gmail.com and tell me what it was you enjoyed. And if 
there's somebody that you want me to bring on, then email me about that and tell me who it is. And I'll make sure it happens. So, you know, leave us a review, tell a friend, and until next time, folks, have a good day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.